We'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for December 26, 2022. Uh, got a lot to cover today as usual and um, we'll go ahead and just get everything started with the strategic warfare prayer father god in heaven in the name of the lord jesus christ we come against and oppose all satanic operations manipulations subversions tactics and plans which are designed to hinder press prevent or frustrate god's original plans and purposes from the swift manifestation taking place in the correct time and season we come against all satanic alliances and confederations worldwide let every evil effort and endeavor fail. Cause the news media, media to be caught in their own lying and manipulation so that only truth can be brought forth. We ask that every satanic strategy of prohibition limitation placed upon the body of Christ by the dark side shall not prevail. We pray that all invisible and visible walls of opposition, restriction, and delay will be exposed and destroyed. O Lord, confound the devices of the wicked planes of the enemy that they have crafted so that their hands are not able to perform their evil enterprise. Save those that can be saved, O Lord, but those that cannot be saved, overtake them in their own crafty and devious ways. Let them fall into the very pits that they have dug for the righteous. Let the fire of God devour them. Let them turn on and consume one another and have them in total confusion and derision. We loose the hosts of heaven to war against the hosts of darkness to bring an end to all deceptive, secretive, and destructive measures designed to destroy all of God's creation and defile the world. According to 1 John 3, 8, for this reason was the Son of God made manifest that he would destroy the works of the enemy. Father God, overrule all strategies, tactics, and curses of the enemy by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood, and overthrow all spoken words, enchantments, divinations, spells, hexes, vexes, curses, witchcraft prayers, and every idle word spoken contrary to, the, to God's original plans and purposes, according to Isaiah 54:17, and break the curses associated with all the ceremonies, rituals, utterances, and destroy their plans to bring about a chaotic, bloody revolution in worldwide to usher in martial law and a new world order. Father God, we pray their plans shall be uncovered and shall not prevail, and shall be frustrated and yeah, and shall be frustrated and unable to achieve any impact, and that their wickedness and violent verbal dealings would return upon their own heads, according to Psalm seven sixteen. Father God, we humbly ask you to reveal every hidden agenda, plan, and cover-up in the secret shadow government regarding their attempts to manipulate end-time events which would lead to the destruction of your Christians and the innocent. Please send divine, powerful, angelic forces against their diabolical plans to expose them. We dispatch legions of warring angels and any other kinds of angels that are necessary to enforce your perfect will on the United States of America and upon all the earth. Release your divine strategies and revelations upon any righteous person in government worldwide. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and cause your divine wisdom and courage to come upon them. Cause them to be like a holy trumpet shedding light upon the dark hidden secrets of the wicked. Send a spirit of confusion amongst the camp of the enemy. Let their tongues be divided and when they communicate let it be incoherent and misunderstood. Arrest those that operate in the spirit of Jezebel or Belial and all other wicked spirits and cause them to be caught in their own lies and conspiracies. Let them not be able to resist the spirit of truth or gain ground any ground in the natural or spiritual realm. Cause every evil spirit that is released from their diabolical assignments to be cast into the abyss, until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire, and that none would be able to come to take their place. Please cause these prayers and all future prayers to take on the characteristics of divine projectiles in the realm of the spirit, so that they will accomplish your divine will. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb and ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay, so we're going to get right into it. Um, today and a lot of different little audios that I'll be playing today which is kind of kind of the norm um, I can act as like a third-party commentary a lot of time with these audios and um, it allows me to cover more ground as well uh, so 
the first one, I've gotten a lot of emails about this particular individual. Now, I'm not saying that he is the Antichrist, okay? I'm saying he's a candidate. He may very well be just a Antichrist. But I entitled it, Is the Antichrist Being Revealed? Is Yanuka Rav Shalomo Yehuda um, the Jewish Messiah, meaning the Antichrist? Because they, the peop, the religious Jews in particular the person they believe to be their coming Messiah will be the Antichrist, okay? Jesus said in John, and Jesus predicted this, Jesus said in John 5, 42 and 43, speaking to the religious Jews, but I know you that ye have not the love of God in you, okay? I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not, Remember, the Bible says that Jesus came to his own and his, and his own received him not, meaning he came as a, as a Jew and his own received him not. Okay, that's first, uh, well, John, John chapter one, actually, not first John, but John chapter one. Anyway, um, he said, I, I am coming to my father's name and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive because he came as their savior. So there can only be one that fulfills this verse that has not been fulfilled yet. You know, roughly 2,000 years later, this John 5.43 has not been fulfilled yet, but it could be very soon from a prophetically speaking timeline. I am coming in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive when that time is right. You know, so he is this guy, this Yakuna Rav Shalomo Yehuda. Uh, he is performing miracles. And he's essentially like their version. I hate that expression, but like a rock star, that dumb expression they, they tend to use in secular society. That is how he is treated by the other high-level Jewish rabbis. Now, I'm not saying every sect of Judaism. Okay, I'm sure it's, I think it's Orthodox or whatever. But I do believe when Antichrist comes, all the different Jewish sects are going to pretty much fall into line. And then ultimately the world will fall in line. Because he's going to see deceive the whole world, him and the false prophet. Through signs and lying wonders and miracles. But the thing is, is what makes me take more notice of this, this particular uh, guy is that the Sanhedrin is going to have to vet his lineage and bloodline in order for them him to be accepted as the potential coming Messiah, which will be the Antichrist. He is the one that's going to go into the temple at the three and a half year point in the tribulation and commit the abomination of desolation. In order for that to happen, the Jews would have already had to have accepted him as their coming Messiah. They're not going to do that with Elon Musk, guys. They're not going to do that with Donald Trump. Okay? They're not going to do that with Prince Charles. It's never going to happen because they're never going to have the proper bloodline. Not only that, they don't come to you in any kind of religious type of sense 
the Antichrist is going to have a lot of religiosity connected to him. The Sanhedrin are going to have to vet him in order for him to be able to go into that rebuilt temple and defile it. So that by itself, whenever I'm, is Obama the Antichrist? I've done whole teachings on is Trump the Antichrist? Is Obama the Antichrist? No, 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 no. There's no way from a lineage standpoint. None of them come in any kind of religious standpoint. They're not going to be able to prove the proper lineage. They don't have the religious Jews following them around like, you know, the whole rock star analogy in adoration. This guy could, if if he is not the Antichrist, he is definitely a Antichrist. He might just be one of them that point to the Antichrist. So I'm not I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying he is a definitely a Antichrist, if nothing else. Also, and did you know the Euphrates River? is drying up just like the Bible predicted it will have to during the second half of the tribulation, or at least by the second half of the tribulation. But is that does that mean it, it doesn't have to occur now, or at least starting? Because it's really, really dried up in some places. I mean, we're talking, it is like night and day. That's happening. And I don't know if that's ever happened before. Also, the, just briefly at the end of one of these videos is why Elon Musk is not the Antichrist, but he is definitely a Antichrist. Now, the Bible, remember, the Bible predicts there's going to be many Antichrists. Jesus Christ predicted that in the end times, just Matthew 24. There's going to be many Antichrists, but only one the or the Antichrist. Okay, so let's go further. Um, let's. I'm going to play a couple clips from two different videos here. I, I want you to be aware of this this man, I guess you could call him, or whatever, this rabbi. Um, I want you to be aware of him, it, just in case he is, you know, just in case he is. Or, if nothing else, just for you to be aware of him, because he's definitely on the radar of a lot of uh, different people as a potential candidate for this. So let's go ahead and play this video. Okay, so here he is playing. He's really, really good with, I guess, the piano. And I don't know if there's other instruments he's really good on, but he's playing the piano right now. Okay, so I had to get my speaker hooked up. Um, Some of this is going to be in, in Hebrew, and um, I will just kind of be interpreting as as we go along i'll just tell you what they're what they're saying here the the first thing he says it looks like and he's i mean he's just every time you see him it's it's not like a crowd of people it's a crowd of like high level rabbis in rooms that's the that his audiences are so demanded that only the highest level i believe rabbis are even can even get a seat to even hear him in a packed crowded room or, or religious jews with the right connections i would imagine so he's saying here look at the sun shining i say i also shine mm, okay i also contain light for every human being isn't that weird now the name lucifer is is also translated from the Hebrew is light bringer or light bearer. <clears throat> so, 
it's funny that that he would say that i shine and i i contain light for every human being well it doesn't sound like he's got any shortage of ego who would say something like that you know right out right out of the gates here we're, we're hearing this quote i mean we're talking a standing room only i don't know how many rabbis are in this room but it is a ton they couldn't pack them hardly in any any closer and he has the audacity to say I contain light for every human being. I mean, this is very like I can see Jesus saying the light of the world. Yeah, Jesus. So he is absolutely trying to put himself. Now, granted, he would say that, that Jesus is horrible and all the blasphemous things the Talmud teaches about him. But he is trying to put himself on that level and, and even above, which is something you would expect from a potential candidate for the Antichrist. I'm not saying he is, I'm just saying potential. So he, he, he memorized the entire Torah, the first five books of the Bible by the age of 15. So he evidently uh, memorized all the first five books of the Bible. Okay, and those aren't like, you know, those are those are big ones, okay? By the age of 15. Some claim he can heal sick people. Well, no, that's not that's not really um debatable. He's healed people. They you'll you'll hear first-hand testimonies of people that got healed from this guy. Now, remember when this when the antichrist the false prophet come, they're going to come with all signs and lying wonders and miracles. That by itself is all most people are going to need to drop everything and say he's whatever. At least ones that would be in that mindset. That's um, why Catholicism is so appealing to a lot of people because they have that whole signs and line wonders thing going. Even though a lot of the signs are really weird and freaky and gross and stuff like that. And that happens in Hinduism and Buddhism and, and a ton of false religions. Uh, Jesus said a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. Okay, so signs are not something we should be seeking. Now, I'm not saying God can't give you a sign. I'm not saying that you can't potentially put out, well, there's that expression, putting out a fleece to God. I wouldn't operate that way only in rare instances because it's not the norm. It's not the biblical norm. Uh, but I'm not saying he couldn't do it. But we should be expecting this dynamic, this healing, miracles. He's obviously not a Christian. He obviously is putting himself on a level of God. He obviously would talk if in private, if not in the open, very in a very um, most likely horrible manner regarding Jesus Christ seeing what religion he's in, seeing that he's also versed in the Babylonian, in the Talmud, and I'm sure the Kabbalah, Babylonian Talmud speaks some of the most wicked, evil things you could possibly imagine about Jesus Christ. I mean, we're talking blasphemy on a whole other level. I'm going to get into that in a little bit, recover that a little bit. Okay, all right, so, so now he's going he's to pump everybody up with his little speech we don't know the potential of each person we don't know how measurable each person is so he's, he's going to want to like i said kind of 
you know, I don't know, pump everybody up with that type of pride and type of thing. Well, let's add that soon. John says there are many antichrists in the world. Many antichrists, says in his epistle. There always have been, there always will be, because that's a ploy of Satan to assault Christ, to go against Christ. I am no, no advocate of John MacArthur. Okay, I've got a whole gigantic file on this guy. But I believe what he's saying here is obviously, you know, true here. The spirit of antichrist gives honor to a false Jesus, which is an attack on his nature. Many Jews around the world believe that the Messiah has finally arrived. Perhaps they missed the memo that the Messiah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, came about 2,000 years ago. So this is one big high-level rabbi saying a soul like his does not descend in every generation. Descend. What, like he came from heaven or something. And, and he's descended on us and, and the, he's this great gift to um, humanity. So he, this there's another guy saying it's it's impossible to find accolades to ascribe to him, meaning he's he's almost beyond description. This uh, Yakina guy. All areas of the Torah, the prophets, the writing, the Talmud, ah, all these other. Oh, all these other blasphemous books, all these other extra-biblical books that, that God never commanded the Jews to mess with. They just came up with them, or they were literally um, from satanic devices through via automatic writing and things of this nature. A lot of this came about after Jesus Christ was here. The Babylonian Talmud, um, the, two, the, um, the Palestinian Talmud, the um, Kabbalah. But he's saying this guy is versed in the Torah, the Prophets, the Writings, the Talmud, the Rishonim, whatever that is, the Zohar, that's the Midrash, and the Kabbalah. So he's versed in all that, not just the first five books of the Bible, okay? So he has a very extensive, high-level Jewish witchcraft underpinning if he is that versed, especially in the Kabbalah and the Talmud and these other books as well. Everything is fluent as if it were all laid out before him. Showing all these rabbis. They're, they're just all giving him accolades, essentially. They're saying he's incredible. He's very pure. He knows everything. Whatever one speaks, he is familiar with. Which is an attribute you would expect from somebody like him. If, if he is the Antichrist or if he is a, or if he is a Antichrist. Um, you would expect things like this. He's not going to point anybody to the God of the Bible. He's not going to point anybody to the Lord Jesus Christ ever. You know. Nothing is hidden from him in the revealed or the hidden Torah. Yeah, whatever. So it shows this guy, and I know it's always every time you see him, he's like feigning humility, kind of. He always has his head down, 
and he's around all these guys with these weird, weird hats. Um, and uh, he's, I don't know, he's got some wine in front of him and a goblet and some stuff. And he's, uh, they're all, they're always just fawning around this guy. Uh, I'm sorry, but these 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 people around him, these rabbis or whatever, they, they look so demon-possessed to the toenails, I can't even hardly stand to look at them. It, it reminds me of when I look at a lot of the Muslims, the Muslim men in particular. They've got this real glaze-like, just absolutely I am demon-possessed and infested to the toenails. And it comes out through their countenance. And Jesus Christ nailed it in the verse I read, John 5, 42. But I know you, speaking to the religious Jews, he would say the same to these people. He would say the same really to any person that is in a false religion, a false Christ-hating religion. This would be applicable to them as well. But I know you, that ye have not the love of God in you. When you look at these really high-level religious Jews or Muslims or a lot of the you could just see there's no love of God in them. There's this demonic, glazed, like, pride-filled, arrogant look in a lot of it. And I'm sorry, but it, it looks like they're perverse to me. They look, they look demented. Shouldn't judge. Well, he was spiritual judge of all things. And I think that I've got enough scripture to back me up on this to know that if they're at a high level in their respective religion, whatever that may be, and their whole job is leading people into hellfire like the Pied Piper, then I think, yeah, I think they're demon infested to the toenails, if not totally possessed. I think I think that, that I have a lot of scripture to back me up on that. Doesn't mean I think I'm perfect or or anything of this nature. Far from it. I'm just saying you judge for yourself you go you can watch these things and these guys look just oh scary stuff some claim that israel's messiah yanuka rav shlomo yehuda has the power to heal the sick here we are now blessed is hashem after seven months first we brought him straight to the rav we will make a festival meal buy him a gift with hashem's help okay a holy one should give you joy and you should have a good life. Now they call him Honored Rav. We saw great miracles. The Rav guaranteed. So his, I guess his nickname is Rav. And he's teaming up with Toyota on the next Rav 4. They got, you know, that 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 little, like, it's, little, it's like a smaller SUV. And it'll be the Yeshuda Rav 4 um, signature series. Like the Eddie Bauer signature series, you know, have a have a special leather package, maybe some Corinthian leather. Like remember Ricardo Ricardo Montalban from the seventies and the genuine Corinthian leather and the uh, Chrysler Cordoba. Yeah, I know, I know, I'm dating myself a little bit there. I, I get it, I get it. But I, I heard this is in the works from Toyota. And I don't know, I could be wrong. But I, you know, I, I figured I'd throw it out there. So anybody that wants to get that Rav Four, you shoot a Rav Four signature series, start putting your money away now. Because these, these babies are going to sell like hotcakes from what I heard. Suffering. He was eating through his veins and using morphine. He was by the Rav. He was by the Rav. We had supernatural miracles. No, notice it's all the glory to the Rav. No glory to really God. It's him. I, I've heard 
All I've heard is different rabbis and different people that were supposedly healed by this guy or had their kids healed heaping praise on Rav. All these accolades. But God shares his glory with no one. Why isn't this Rav totally giving all the glory back to at least who they would refer to as God the Father? I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I see it all being man-centered. And cursed be the man that trusteth in man and then maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 5. So they're all leaning on this arm of flesh. They're all looking to this guy as they're coming away to say they're leaning on the arm of this potentially the Antichrist or a Antichrist. And their hearts departed from the Lord. It was never with the Lord. They have not the love of God. They're bound up in false devil religion. They attribute what happened to this boy to the Rav. And then they give the glory to Hashem in the same breath. I've done a whole study on Hashem. And it's not the God of the Bible. Sorry. I've done a whole study on all the Hebrew root stuff. Where all, you get, all these people that have to use the sacred name. Different names for Jesus. Different names for God. Well, you better really, really do your research on those names and make sure that you're calling out to the right one. Because I'm telling you, from my research, and it was overwhelming, a lot of those names are not good. And Hashem is one of them. It is one of them. And I just key in Hashem um, in the, uh, let me just see if I can get the spelling there. Yeah. H-A-S-H-E-M. H-A-S-H-E-M. Key, key that in, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. And um, you will, you should be able to find my teaching on that. In fact, while I'm on the subject, this was my emergency freedom alert from 2.15 of 21. Okay, part two. I'm just going to read you the table of contents. I'll probably go ahead and repost this in the PDF for, for this date of today of 12-26-22. They, the first thing, they are begging for the Antichrist to show up now. Meaning the religious, the Jews and the religious Jews. This kind of mass witchcraft may really get the satanic ball rolling. Worldwide Jewish Moshiach prayer. Moshiach. Which is their coming awaited savior who will be the Antichrist. And that was on February 21st of last year. Then, traditional Judaism teaches that the Messiah is to be a direct descendant of King David. Again, this is why, guys, Elon Musk, Donald Trump, um, Barack Obama, King Prince Charles, while you may be able to prove some indirect lineage, because I get it through bloodlines, I'm talking they're going to have to be able to vet, vet him to be a direct descendant of King David. Okay? Um, he will be anointed as the new Jewish king. In fact, the Hebrew word for Messiah, Moshiach, means anointed one. Then, question, what is the meaning of Hashem? Who just They were saying that he was given the credit to Hashem. It's not the God, God the Father of the Bible. Okay, it's not. It is the title most commonly used by the Jews to refer to what they believe God's personal name is. What they believe. Well, we know they're deluded beyond belief. You heard all the extra biblical books I rattled off there. The Talmud, the Kabbalah, the Midrash, the Zohar. Steeped in a cult. Steeped in witchcraft. Steeped in blasphemy. And guess what? Wherever they contradict the Torah or the Torah, 
the first five books of the Bible, well, guess what? Just like Jehovah Witnesses, just like Seventh-day Adventists, just like the Mormons, their extra-biblical books always trump the scriptures every time. Because anything with two heads is a monster. So something's got to take precedence. Something's got to override when you have the obvious invariable contradictions you're going to get when you have extra-biblical books like that, which is what all cults tend to operate off of, even if they say they're Christian. The Book of Mormon, the Pearl of Great Price for Mormonism. Jehovah Witnesses have their Watchtower magazines and all the other garbage that they, all the other satanic literature they have that's supposedly angelically inspired that's predicted the end of the world wrong on I don't know how many occasions, which just shows you it's all false. Seven-day Adventists have Ellen White, that witch that started that devil death cult. They've all, they never, ever adhere just to the word of God. Never. This is why I say, I, I guys, listen. I don't do a whole lot of reading outside the Bible. I mean, not for any kind of, um, I don't have to read books on, more and more books on Christianity. I'm trying to study the word of God. The King James Bible, I'm, that's what I try to stay in. Okay, that's where I devote the vast majority of my time. There are thousands of books that label themselves as Christians out, Christian, Christian, in Christian bookstores. Thousands. You could, you could literally spend all your time just on those and never read the Bible. But whatever interpretation of the, of the person that's right, I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm just saying it is a minefield, especially in today's day and age. I'm going to repeat this last thing one more time. Question, what is the meaning of Hashim? Okay, who he's giving the credit to, this Rav guy. It is the title most most commonly used by the Jews to refer to what they believe is God's personal name, which is Yahweh. But that is a lie. I'm going to show you what Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton, I've done old teachings on this. It's a very serious matter, if you ask me. Kian's sacred name. Or, or listen to this, I mean... I've done a whole teaching called the Sacred Name Hebrew Roots Movement Exposed. I took more heat for that when I when I released that than any other teaching I'd ever put out. Had those Messianic Jews and all the Hebrew Rootsers, boy, they were just, I was number one on their hit list. Good. Good. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Can't refute me. You have bound up all kind of false religion and labeled it as like this Hebrew roots version of whatever you believe Christianity is, where you kind of still got to keep the festivals and you got to keep the feasts and you got to do that and you got to and, and you got to um, um, keep the Sabbath. There's no biblical commands for this stuff anymore. There's, it's just not there. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, hath he saved us, but according to his mercy, he saved us. I, I know I butchered that verse, but. Not by works of righteousness, but but by his according to his mercy hath he saved us. So we don't earn our way into heaven by keeping the Sabbath and celebrating the feast days and being a Levitical Old Testament Jew. We don't we don't earn our way into heaven doing that. For you are saved by grace through faith and not, not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, works will follow. 
Faith without works is dead. I get it. I understand that. But don't put the cart before the horse. And so many people in Christianity, the vast majority, the vast majority of people that would call themselves Christians, whether they're Mormons, whether they're Seventh-day Adventists, because they, they say they're the real Christians, right? The Jehovah Witnesses, the lukewarm people in, in a lot of different denominations, the Catholics, they all believe in works-based salvation. They all do. They all think they're getting their, they're earning their way to heaven because they're basically a good person following whatever their denomination tells them, even though denominations are unbiblical. According to what the Bible says in Romans, one saith I am of Apollos, one saith I am of Jesus, one saith I am of Paul. Is Christ divided? This was the modern day start of denominations. That was never biblical. It was it was never the way it should have ever been. But Satan's good as what he does. I'm not saying all denominations are wicked and evil to the core or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you can't ever get saved in certain denominational churches. Certain ones you really don't. Just because of their horrid doctrine. But that's a whole other thing I've talked a lot about. The Tetragrammaton, YHVH, which is one of the ways they'll they use the word for Yahweh, IHVH, then you'll see G-D, then you'll see Yahweh, then you'll see Yah. This is all what they call the, the Tetragrammaton. is significant not only in Jewish beliefs, but also in Kabbalism. The Kabbalah, the highest form of Jewish witchcraft. And also... Free, Freemasonry, and also the occult. You can go into to, um, high-level witchcraft shops and get the Tetragrammaton on pentagrams and on hexagram necklaces. I give you pictures of it in my teachings. You know what? I've been through, I've been through quite a bit with the Lord regarding different situations, supernatural situations where... I could die or live and it was a matter of me crying out and there was only one one word that ever came into my head to cry out to to god when i was literally on the verge of death in the different scenarios i've been in and it's always been jesus and it's funny every single time i've ever done it it's worked so i guess if that makes me a heretic i i am a heretic I didn't cry out to Yahweh or the Hebrew derivation of Jesus. Now, I'm not saying you couldn't do that. I'm not saying you couldn't. I personally am, am English speaking. Jesus is the only thing I ever got convicted about saying. I just feel like when you start to veer off into that, it's a slippery slope. When you start veering off into the, oh, using the Hebrew or the original, or, or languages you're not really versed in, and you start, oh, I'm just going to celebrate this feast or that feast. I've had friends, I've seen so many people go off, totally off the deep end with that. They dabble their toe in it a little bit, and they just get sucked in. And a lot of it's rooted in pride. Look at me, I'm doing all this, you're not doing it. I'm actually a real Christian, you're really not. So much of it's rooted in pride. Anyway, I will repost the link to this teaching so you can um, 
The, the, the other two things I cover in this teaching is, will Maitreya answer the satanic call and appear soon? Who is Maitreya, a.k.a. devil Maitreya? What is the great invocation? What is the day of declaration? I've covered all these things in the past. It relates to this subject. And then the Bible says the Antichrist, the false prophet, will deceive the world through signs and lying wonders and miracles. I, I will repost this in the PDF for this date. Or you can just key in Hashim, H-A-S-H-E-M, and you will find it at contendingfortruth.com. Okay, back to this video now. Glory to Hashem in the same breath. We are thankful to the Rav for this. And the Rav healed the child. Hundreds, if not thousands of people follow him wherever he goes. And many Jews believe They're he showing just wherever he goes, he's just thronged by mostly high-level rabbinical, I don't, you know, religious Jews. Is the Messiah. Note how the crowd gathers to catch a glimpse of this false Messiah. Title Yanuka is given to somebody who is extremely well-versed in both the Torah, which is the Old Testament, and the Talmud, which is the oral traditions handed yeah. down. The Talmud. So Yanuka is part of his name. Now, we're going to give you some of the things that the Talmud or the Talmud says about Jesus Christ and about how it's okay to rape a three-year-old girl and it's no big deal. And, you know, we're going to give you those verses right out of the Talmud, okay, or the Talmud. And you can judge for yourself if it's a holy book generations by the Jews and they started writing them. He's also very proficient in music. So was the devil, just saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's extremely, like this isn't even humanly possible. For somebody to have memorized all of that by the age of 15, he has prominent rabbis following him. You can see people just mobbed around him and kissing his hands and proclaiming miracles from this man uh, and you can see them crowded around all of these people here now if you want to you're actually i'm watching the footage of what exactly what they're saying and it's clip after clip after clip in different venues where this guy is just mobbed everywhere he goes if you want to watch it the the link will be in the pdf to see him Yanuka's influence has reached the United States, and many Jewish rabbis claim this could be the Messiah the Jews have been waiting for all along. So then, very disturbing news once again. So here's in, it looks like in New York City, and it shows this rabbi dude, some sign where it's on the back of a streetlight or something, and it says the Messiah is here. So they're, they're proclaiming him, and the rabbis in New York City are proclaiming him as the messiah they're coming awaited messiah which we know will be the antichrist now i'm not saying he is but i'm saying that's what they're saying uh the messiah is here they're actually putting up these signs in new yep. york Shows this him. was june 23rd 2022 guys a couple months back they're putting signs saying the messiah has arrived the top rabbis are visiting him these guys also helping out putting pictures of the messiah yeah. that the messiah has arrived mm. israel rabbi says he's already holding meetings with the mashiach with the messiah yeah uh, guys september 29th the mashiach is another another name for their coming awaited messiah 
I know there's a Mashiach bin David and there's a Mashiach bin Joseph. Um, not exactly sure which one he would be, uh, but he's a candidate. He's he's up there. 2022. Um, this is a report from Israel Today. These are real reliable sources. Uh, this is Israel 365, October 21st, 2022. And what does it say here? Um, Rabbi Shaim Kaneveski, a leading authority in mainstream ultra-Orthodox Judaism, that the coming of the Messiah is imminent. He is urging Jews to make Aliyah as soon as possible. Aliyah, the Hebrew verb for going up, refers to immigrating to Israel, right? So reaching the heavens, which is seen as a higher spiritual action that can help in the coming of the Messiah. Okay, so... It goes on a little bit longer, but then he gets into his, uh, this guy, um, pretty sure. Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of more, this, a little bit more the same here regarding um, what we're hearing. But that, I think that was a good synopsis. Now, there's another video that um, I want to play regarding this. It gives a little bit different take on it. Now, I'm warning you about this um the source because I've had a lot of people email me videos from them and it's Treasure Christ and they are promoting preterism and I've done whole teachings on preterism if you want to know what that is but um, I don't even want to get in get into that but I believe it to be an incredibly false belief system that a lot of people have fallen into including um oh man the guy that uh i did a whole teaching on it if you can preterism in the keyword search box um i'm pretty sure i've done more than one on this but the main one i did comes up it's p-r-e-t-e-r-i-s-m and um chuck baldwin is the name i was searching for now teaches replacement theology meaning evidently christians in general have replaced Jews. And um, it's called replacement theology. And preterism goes along with that. He does not believe in a regathered Israel, like the Bible so clearly predicts in Zechariah and in Revelation. You know, you got 12 tribes there, you know. <laughs> well, no, it's just like the black Hebrew Israelites. No, these are the 12 tribes. And, you know, the Seminoles are one tribe. <laughs> Seminoles, which is a mixed bag of mongrel Indians and in, in other races they interbred with that migrated into the Everglades. That's a tribe. And, and then you've got the Mexicans. And I got into this last week. And then you've got British, British Israelism and um, uh, replacement theology, which believe more so the white races are the um, replacement. Why, why do we have to have this? Why can't we just read the Bible and believe what it says and you know, Israel's going to be regathered. Why can't we believe what it says in the book of Romans where God says that he's not done with the Jews, but they're blind right now until the fullness of the Gentiles come in, but they're still beloved for the father's sake. So I'm not being anti-Semitic here. I, I, I try to have as much balance with this subject as possible. I've done whole teachings on the biblical cause for, for Israel's affliction. You can key that in. You know, I also don't believe, you know, an ethnic salvation where like John Hagee teaches where the Jews don't need to be witnessed to because 
the blood that flows through their veins automatically grants them entrance into heaven. What what an affront to the blood of Christ that is. You know, and this Jews can do no wrong thing. I, I don't I don't aspire to that either. I try to have a balance when it comes to this, but um, yeah. So he's teaching that. Um, then also the heresy of replacement theology, and also it's called supersessionism. Get into that, debunk all that. Bible study is God done with the Jews. Talk about that subject. Chuck Baldwin is a false teacher. Sorry, he can preach a lot of good stuff, but a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump, meaning bad doctrine, which is what Jesus Christ warned about in the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. So I do not put out anything by Chuck Baldwin anymore. I used to, but he supposedly got this new revelation that, that God's done with the Jews and he teaches preterism now and replacement theology and supersessionism. And I'm, I'm going to call him out. The Bible says to mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16 verse 17 and 18. I'm doing what the Bible commands me to do. I'm marking them. You know, I'm sorry. Doesn't mean I think I'm perfect. But he's teaching this and he's and he's not being he's not trying to hide it. It's super simple to find. I did it all for you in this teaching. It's all laid out. Then I did I did a section here called preterism debunked in warning, then the folly of preterism. So just saying um let's go further oh okay hold on. we're done with that video okay so let's go to the next one here um but this treasure christ person putting this video out is teaching preterism and he you have you have a good video which you're going to hear here about seven some minutes and then at the end which is so common which is so ways what the seventh-day adventists do this with that that's incredible series or whatever that's amazing series. I've watched some of those before. Like they're really polished, really kind of like very, very subtle, kind of low key, very kind of a lot of, a lot of it's not offensive, but then they always lead you to hellfire. They always got to, you know, get you into their death, devil death cult, kind of get you to put down your defenses. And then they come in for, you know, you got, you got to uh, keep the Sabbath or, Sunday worship is equivalent with the mark of the beast. That's what Seventh-day Adventists believe. It's They believe that Sunday worship, okay? And I've done a whole teaching on that too. Sunday versus the Sabbath, which is also tied up with the Hebrew roots, but it's also tied up with Seventh-day Adventists. They believe that it is the literal taking of the mark of the beast if you worship on Sunday. They are that insane. Good old, that good old witch, Ellen G. White, that started that devil death cult back in the 1800s where they'd roll around on the floor and act like animals at, at her prayer meetings. Ellen G. White, the one that started the old, hey, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? That's what the Bible says. Psalm 11, verse 3. Well, the foundations were corrupt in Mormonism, Jehovah Witnessism, um, Jehovah Witnessism, you know, Jehovah Witness. Seventh-day Adventism, the found, Catholicism, the foundations were corrupt from the beginning. There are like 30,000 different pseudo-Christian cults out there. 
at the last count, I don't even know how many more there might be now. Which one's right? I tell people, follow what the Word of God says. Not what any particular denomination particularly says. I'm not saying they're all horrible and they're all going to lead you. I'm just saying, just be careful. Pray about it. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Read the Word of God. So, I'm, all, I'm not going to play the preterism part where they start promoting that, but I'm going to play the first 7 minutes and 36 seconds where we they talk about this. Oh, actually, we're going to actually start it a little bit in. Because there is some very, very interesting things in this video that they cover that um, is very, very interesting. Now, they're going to start off about, I believe, the Euphrates, the river Euphrates, which is what I mentioned earlier, which is very interesting. All right. To hear them. There are two very interesting things happening right now related to the Euphrates River. Revelation 16.12 says, The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Yep. Well, guess what's been happening with the Euphrates River recently? That's right, it's been... Now, this guy's videos are very, very, very Seventh-day Adventist-like. They're very polished. His voice is polished. It's just... It smacks of that. And then when I saw the preterism stuff at the end, I'm like, ah, I see your true agenda right now. I, I get it now. It's more... And this is how people get baited in for this stuff. Crying up. This is the Euphrates River in 2020. Yeah. And they're showing a building in comparison that's on the banks of the euphrates river and they're going to show the same building in the next frame in 2022 and there's a the river is almost up to where the building is and now the the river's almost totally gone and this is the euphrates river wow. now and revelation 9 14 says that a voice said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet release the four angels who are bound at the great river euphrates now listen to these inexplicable sounds that have been heard coming out of the ground at the Euphrates River. Okay, so did you hear what he said? Listen to these inexplicable sounds that are coming from the ground in the Euphrates River. Now you could say, oh, come on. Now you're really... This isn't the only place I've heard these sounds. This isn't the only video. I'm seeing more and more of these. Okay, I've read different accounts of people, some military ops things of this nature in the last couple years this is the first time i've even played anything like this those angels are there guys somewhere now obviously it's not going to be there's still going to be some water wherever the angels are i believe okay i don't think it's going to be the, the river euphrates is going to be totally dried up every single spot there's going to be some place where the angels are chained up in the great river euphrates but as the water dries up, and there would be more likelihood that something like this could happen because the water would cover a lot of the sound. If they are making sound, the water would tend to do that. So I don't know. You, you judge for yourself. This is an archaeologist digging up a burial ground um, when he started hearing some something crying out from underground. You can hear shackles and grunting.
There are tunnels. These are tunnels. They're, they're actually, I think the water has exposed different places in the riverbed and there are like little tunnels and holes and stuff. I believe where these sounds are coming out of. I'm not there, okay? I'm not even saying being dogmatic about this. I'm just saying I have been hearing more and more about this in the last couple of years. Different accounts from different people. And a lot of them aren't even Christians. And there are a lot of terrified people that will not go near where these sounds are coming from. Could these be signs that the prophecies in Revelation are being fulfilled today, right before our very eyes? Well, the river's drying up, but obviously we're not even in the tribulation yet. But yes, the river, river Euphrates, which is predicted to happen, is drying up. There has been a lot of talk recently about someone referred to as the Yanuka Rav Shalomo Yehuda, who some are subtly suggesting may be the false prophet or even Antichrist. There are currently intriguing characters rising in the public eye of people who may fulfill the Bible prophecies of the Antichrist and false prophet. The Yanuka Rav Shlomo rising to prominence in Israel is gaining popularity in a way that these false messianic figures will when their time comes. Yanuka refers to a child prodigy. And this rabbi memorized the entire Torah at a very young age and is an extremely gifted musician. There is a reverence for Rav among the Jewish people that is extremely unique among rabbis. He has prominent rabbis following him. You can see people just mobbed around him and kissing his hands and proclaiming miracles from this man. Uh, and you can see them crowded around. All of these people here are there to see him. Rav is also credited with performing miracles. So he says, the rabbi came, he held my hand, he said, you should be healthy. And then everything was okay. I started walking again. So he got, he could walk. And we know that the false prophet will have satanic signs and wonders following after him when he is on the world stage. Could this rabbi... Maybe, maybe he is the false prophet. I don't know. ...be an end times figure? Another popular candidate for the anti... Now, I'm going to leave this part in here just to kind of reiterate what we've already said. and <laughs> But I'm just going to go ahead and leave this in here because it, it is interesting. Christ is Elon Musk for numerous reasons. First, Musk is the richest in the world, so he has... No, he's not. The Rothschilds are the richest in the world. They've been that way for probably a couple hundred years. Okay, I mean... These are figureheads that they'll say, oh, he's the richest guy. No, 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 no. Rothschild. Okay. That's the top Illuminati family. They're the richest in the world. Not Elon Musk. Enormous power and influence. Elon Musk is the richest man to ever live. Lies. And many people... Total have lies. Solomon was the richest man that ever lived. If you look, If you look in the Bible, where it talks about Solomon... There's none ever like him after it's said. He made silver where it was basically like refuse. Silver almost had no value. 
is what the Bible alludes to. That's how rich Solomon was, okay? Nobody's ever done that. Now, granted, it was God's blessing. Where did it? Where did that blessing stem from? When, when Solomon went to God and God said, ask of me basically what you will, I know I'm paraphrasing, and he said, I... I am just, I am as but a little child. I know not whether to come in or go out in your sight. Um, so grant me the wisdom to, to govern this great people. So he humbled himself as a little child. This is before he got all full of pride and went after all the, the strange women and and then went after their, you know, horrible religions and, and, and did only God knows what in those religions. In the end, he did repent. There is Bible evidence to, to show that Solomon did repent and, and got back and right with God, but he got way off track primarily because of all the pagan women that he married. Okay. But he was the richest man ever to live ever. Uh, the, the Bible clearly bears that one out. Last is Elon Musk, the antichrist. Second, some connect Musk's neural link technology with the mark of the beast. Here you can see uh, Sake, it's one of other monkeys uh, typing. So on this is one of his monkeys, his tortured monkeys that they put neural implants in and torture and kill, and, and they're used like just fodder. I've, I've reported on that before, and he's showing this monkey, but he's typing with his mind. He's literally at the there's a keyboard coming up, but you can see he's not typing on a keyboard. He's literally moving the little cursor in his mind to the different keys and typing. This monkey is okay through this neural link thing that they want to put in all of us but now he's this is telepathic typing so to be clear this is the he's not actually using a keyboard he's moving a, a, the cursor with his mind uh to the highlighted key and it goes back to revelation 13 and the mark of the beast placed on the forehead is there anyone or the right hand as the company the money the research the vision to execute this technology and people are looking around and they say elon and third doesn't make him the antichrist and we're at bare minimum if the if the tribulation started tomorrow we're three and a half years away from the mark of the beast so a lot of stuff can happen in that time period musk's purchase of twitter musk now essentially controls the world's town square Elon Musk. Also, we've seen Elon. He's purchased Twitter. He's trying to promote more free speech, although he is not making it totally free. Have you seen with Kanye West? Yeah. And, and other we've reported on that at length lately. Trump, Kanye West, Elon Musk. I mean, they are a. They are one of the the um one of the many antichrists. They're not the antichrist. They're Antichrist small a. They're, they're not the, the Antichrist. Such people. But he calls Twitter a hive mind. And in a way, he's being able to control the most popular, the most usable group chat there is on planet Earth. However, even with all these compelling reasons, Marshall says it's highly unlikely that Musk is, in fact, the Antichrist. Well, I, I mean, again, if you look at the genealogy thing alone, can you imagine the rabbis thronging around Elon Musk in his Lucifer Halloween costume with the Baphomet goat head on it, you know, and his freak mom at his side or whatever? <laughs> it looks like the Adams family.
Yeah, I can really see the rabbis really vetting him. And, and oh, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely the our awaited savior. Or Trump. Or Prince Trump. Come on. Or, or Barack Obama. It's not going to happen. I think at this point, it's safe to say that Elon Musk is most likely not the Antichrist. Yes, you heard me correctly, even though I... I, I don't need him to tell me that, but yeah, I, I, like he's some foremost expert. All I really care about is what are the biblical parameters for the Antichrist? And I've covered these before. On the teachings I did about Trump being the Antichrist or Obama, and you can just keep that in, key an Antichrist... Uh, you can, if you want to hear the one I did on Obama, you want to hear the one I did on Trump. They're extensive. I go over all the reasons why he cannot be, according to the Bible. Because shouldn't that be our our absolute gold standard on how we evaluate? Not just, oh, wow, it feels right in the moment, our opinion. Oh, he's got to be the Antichrist. No, I mean, what does the Bible say? That's all that really matters about it. I'm not accusing my listeners of doing that. I'm just saying that a lot of people, though, online, they just jump on the next bandwagon. Uh, oh, no, he's Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, you, you, oh, yeah. Or, or the, oh, that was the seal judgment, or that was the trumpet judgment, that one. We're not even in the tribulation yet. How are we going through the seal and trumpet judgments? I don't know, but that that start thing that happened the other night, that was definitely the whatever seal or the definitely the trumpet well, that's funny because we have to be way into the tribulation for that to even start past the 3.5 year mark. We're not even in the tribulation. So how are these other things happening? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's maddening. Points for him being the Antichrist. He's not the Antichrist. And why is that? Well, if you read the prophet Daniel, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, and then you read the book of Revelation and you read what St. Paul says about the man of sin, you realize that the Antichrist is going to be chiefly political and religious. And so far, we haven't seen Elon Musk no. hold political. And again, that would hold true for Obama, Prince Charles, um, Trump, Elon Musk, and the host of others out there. Not only that, the lineage thing alone. The Sanhedrin will have to vet they're coming away to save him. He's going to have to pass muster. <laughs> okay? He's going to have to pass the inspections. Like, you know, if they're going to go through the, the the trouble of having a, you know, spotless red heifers, which with not two hairs growing out of the same pore of their body, which they've got, I believe, five of them now, that they, the, that farmer in Texas bred, I, I reported on that, just key in the red heifer on the report I did on that. They've got them now. They're ready to go. All they got to do is blow up that dome of the rock on there on the Temple Mount. Get rid of that and then they can rebuild the temple. And they'll have that thing built pretty quick from what I've heard. The Temple Institute's been around for years. I was on their email list for a long time. How they've got all the implements and all that stuff ready to go for the temple. They're all ready. They, man, they want that false religion. They, they want what, what Jesus Christ absolved them from, what Jesus Christ freed them from. They want it back really, really bad. Well, yeah, and they want to commingle it with the Kabbalah and the Talmud and all the other garbage they've brought in since the days of Christ. For sure, you got to have all that false religion too. And ultimately, yeah, they're going to have their Antichrist. He's going to be the one in there that goes at the 3.5 year mark and commits the abomination that make it desolate that Jesus Christ warned about in Matthew 24. Yeah, you know, where he proclaims himself to be God in the Holy of Holies. 
that's all going to happen. But we're we're a little ways off on that at this point. All right, so let's. Um, oh, also another thing about him: he's married. This Rav guy. So, one of the people on one of the videos I said said, "Well, he's not going to desire women." True, true. Um, does that mean that he couldn't have what is known in today's vernacular as a beard? I don't think that's a bad term it's maybe slang but i don't think it's a bad term meaning a guy who's gay that has a wife that is a facade it's just there for show he may not desire women but he's got to do this in order to pass muster <laughs> to be properly vetted once he gets to a certain position, all the all the the masks and the facade is going to come off. I mean, by the time obviously he de he commits the abomination to make it desolate, he, the the masks are going to be coming off, and he ain't going to care if the if the Jews accept him as their awaited savior. At that point, it's not going to matter. Now he's got to be a good boy though, until that some point where he's gaining enough power. But we're talking well, I believe, into the tribulation, not before. So, could that all be a facade? His marriage. So that, to me, that doesn't... Granted, you could say, well, what if he's a false prophet? Doesn't say a lot about, like, that he's gonna not desire women. Uh, true, so maybe he's a false prophet. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I want you to be aware of him. I'm not gonna get dogmatic about this stuff, but, I mean, he he's... I'll tell you, he's gonna play some type of role, I believe, in end times. It's just like I believe Maitreya will uh we'll see okay so then i posted the teaching that i told you about on hashim and and uh that worldwide jewish moshiach prayer um and all the other stuff i mentioned okay so let's let's talk about this a bit now this is mature content okay so i'm just warning you this is mature content uh this is not something that you want to hear have the kids in the room but i want you to be aware of it I've known about this for a long time, but I literally was torn between um, presenting this and not. Because it's so vile, it's so wicked, it's so evil, it's so perverse that I didn't really want to even cover it. For years, I haven't wanted to cover this. And I thought for sure when, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, this can't be. They're doing this in public, in rabbinical ceremonies in front of hundreds of people. Yeah, they are. I'm just going to read. So I, you've been forewarned here. Mature content. Beyond evil. The New York government warns the Jewish rabbis that sucking the genitals of infant boys after circumcision, meaning they're bloody, They've just circumcised them. Eighth day, I'm assuming, if they're doing it right, biblically. Can transmit herpes to the boys that are getting this. The little infant baby boys. And this is just one of the many perverse, vile things the Babylonian Jewish Talmud commands and condones. I'm not going to belabor this. It's not a long video. But um, 
I think people should understand the level of depravity that goes on in Judaism. And this is just one thing. Welcome back to the Stu Peter Show. I'm Lauren Witzke filling in for Stu. So the New York government last week put out a warning, a statement, which was very concerning to me. Babies are at risk of getting herpes. Now, Nate Darnell is our on-the-ground correspondent for the Stu Peters Network, and he joins us with more. Nate, why is the New York government putting out a warning that babies could catch herpes during this time of the year? Uh, yeah, thank you, Lauren, for uh, having me on. But the reason that uh, children, or we should say eight-day-old infants, are catching herpes... I don't think it's this time of the year, because if they have to do it on the eighth day, which the Bible does say if you're going to do a circumcision, you do it on the eighth day, the reason for that is the actual clotting mechanism in the blood. There's a physiological reason God said that. The clotting mechanism in the blood on the eighth day is, uh, I believe, at its peak. So you're going to have... You will have bleeding, but you're going to have minimal bleeding i think there's other things too i've probably covered in different teachings but that that's i believe one of them is actually from this ritual called uh medzetze Bope. it's a uh it's an orthodox jewish tradition where the rabbis certainly yeah he's got it up there messe de pay direct oral suctioning uh when a baby is circumcised some ritual jewish circumcisers do a practice called this let's say bidet whatever it is when the mohel i guess the rabbi uses their mouth to suck blood away from the baby circumcision wound as part of the circumcision ritual uh after this some babies can get an infection mm, yeah like herpes and only god knows what else as the children and then they suck the blood off of their penis so sickening and they do this as a tradition this is found in the uh Babylonian Talmud. Ah, and um, the Babylonian Talmud. We're going to talk about that next. We're going to talk about the wonderful Babylonian Talmud and the what? This is just more the wonderful fruit. Can you imagine being so sick and depraved that you do this? I, I just I can't even possibly comprehend. This is where false religion will always take you. Always. Maybe not quite out in the open is this, because this is really out in the open, but this is the goal of false religion, wherever it may lie or rear its ugly head. It's very, it's a very weird tradition, I would say. And the crazy thing is, is that the, the uh, parent or the rabbis that suck the blood off the children's penis, they actually don't have to give um, a statement that if they had herpes they're literally showing it and they're blurring the baby's little it's so sickening they're blurring his genitals but they're showing the rabbi doing this during one of the ceremony i mean this is the depths of satan i don't i don't want to report on this kind of but literally the government of new york is issuing warnings i've purposely avoided this for years to even bring this up is vile and as wicked as the things I've quoted out of the Talmud, the things they say about Jesus Christ. I, I didn't want to cover this for obvious reasons. Or, or any other um, oral disease. It's the parents' right to ask, but the rabbis actually don't have to say or not if they have herpes, which is pretty, pretty gross. Oh, that's neat. That's so neat. they don't have to disclose if no. they have a, a sexual... It's just like in California, I believe you have to disclose if you have AIDS and you infect somebody. That's, that's on them. That's on them. It, it reminds me of that dynamic. 
transmitted disease before they do this to babies. Now, I find this very interesting. Um, you say it's a tradition. Uh, it's probably a religious tradition. However, you know, Satanists also said that abortion was a, a satanic right. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes religious traditions violate the law. Now, this looks a lot like child molestation to oh. me. I don't know. Why, why do they have to remove it with their mouths? <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's a good question. I really don't know. Um, like I said, because they're perversed, demon possessed vessels of Satan. They're demon possessed to the toenails. That's why, Laura. And they're trying to be political correct. I'll, I'll give you the real answer. That's why. Okay, they're sick. They're wicked. They're of their father, the devil, and of his lusts, they will do. And Satan's always after seeking to defile the littlest among us. Found in the Babylonian Talmud, which if you've read the Talmud, Lauren, I'm sure you've seen some things that are in Talmud. I actually have a, a list of things that are actually in the Talmud, and it's just very sick uh, things that come from this Jewish book. Um, it's not a book. It is a volume after volume after volume after volume. The Babylonian and the, the Palestinian. Just, you know. Remember what Jesus talked about where he, he was one of the times where he was condemning the Pharisees and Sadducees and those, and they were saying, you, you heap all these things on on my people that they can't bear. You don't, you don't follow them. They don't follow them. But yet you can use all this new religion that you created out of thin air in order to keep them in bondage and call it part of Judaism, which it, which it never was. They added to scripture. The Bible's real clear about adding to scripture and taking away. Just read the very last part of the book of Revelation. Read the last chapter. And it says, if you take away from the words of this book, I'll take away your part out of the book of life, meaning hellfire damnation. It's no big deal then to God, right? No, no, it's no, no big deal. Or if you add to it, I'll add unto you the plagues of this book. I don't think it's something I want to mess with, you know? But they've literally added, not only do they not acknowledge the New Testament, and they really only acknowledge mostly the Torah. And then they've got all these other satanic books like the Talmud and the Kabbalah, which teaches the highest level of Jewish witchcraft known to man. Really the highest witchcraft known to man. I'd say it's the most powerful. And the Midrash and the Zohar and all this other garbage that the old Rav is fluent in as well. The old guy we just talked about. Yeah, that's, that's how they roll, though. And a lot of people like to say, well, oh, not every Jew, not all Jews believe in the Talmud, but we have Orthodox Jews that are doing this ritual that is found in the Talmud. And I'll go through a list of things that are also found in the Talmud, if um, that's all right. So sure. in the Talmud, um, it says that a Jew may marry a three-year-old girl. Um, it says a Jew may have sex with a child as long as the child is less than nine years old. Mm. Um a pregnant non-Jew is no better than a pregnant animal. Uh, so a pregnant non-Jew is no better than a pregnant animal. Every Jew who spills the blood of a godless non-Jew is doing the same as making a sacrifice to God. So if they kill you, if you're a non-Jew, God loves that because they're making a sacrifice to God. Now, their God, Satan, it's true. That's how Satan would view it. He would love for Jews to kill non-Jews because... 
bloodlust and Satan loves to kill. So, of course, he would say that and it would be in their religious writings. Um, and then it says all Gentile children are animals. And then this is this is actually a crazy one. Oh, oh, I mean, they're all crazy, but this yeah, one. yeah, the other ones weren't. Uh, Jews must destroy the books of Christians. And as we see in yeah. today's society, and if you were, if you were the devil, wouldn't that be something you would mandate your followers as well? To destroy the books of the Christians, particularly the Bible, the full Bible, the New Testament in particular. Of course, of course, it would be. So we know who guides this religion. You know, they're pushing the the Bible out of schools. They're pushing the Bible out of Congress and government. And it's just really crazy that it actually says that in the Talmud. And it kind of makes sense. It all connects. And if you see just what's going on in reality, they're taking notes from the Talmud. So I think it's time that we maybe investigate the synagogues a little bit. Because if we have this going on inside the synagogue, who knows what else is going on? Because last time I checked, you know, when a Christian pastor gets in like a little tax scandal or an allegation is made against him, he's slandered in the media, he's fired, uh, and his life is ruined. But how come Jews can get away with stuff like this and it's just swept under the rug? I think it's just a little unfair. Mm -hmm. No, it, it certainly is a double standard, and religion doesn't outdo the law. Uh, you know, we are a Christian nation with uh, founded on Christian principles. Uh, do not murder. Uh, originally, do not commit adultery. I know that's been kind of normalized in today's society, but no matter where society goes, um, the rule of law has to be the same. So this appears to be, to me, sexual uh, child ex exploitation, sexual molestation, molestation of children. Um, I'm absolutely just blown away. I mean, they're giving the kids herpes, the babies, eight day old babies, herpes, um, you know, and it's certainly, I agree, it should be investigated. And I, I find the other uh, pieces of uh, scripture, I guess, um, very interesting. And, you know, it doesn't matter who we are, what race we are, murder is wrong and it's illegal. Uh, it doesn't matter if we are considered lesser than or Gentiles, uh, according to their scripture, it is illegal and it is murder. And, you know, in America, uh, that kind of action is considered um, sexual assault of children and um, it should certainly be investigated. Nate, thank yeah, you. I'm not as politically correct as they are. They're, they're being a little more genteel than I tend to be, um, which, listen i'm not that's cool uh i just i can hardly contain myself when i when i see this level of pure evil and wickedness and uh it's uh i just wow better that it would be that a millstone were hung about their necks and they be cast in the midst of the sea than they offend one of these little ones that believeth on me jesus said that's what he said about this type of wicked vile behavior um now um Let's go to the next point. And I've done a many, many teachings on the Talmud. I'm just going to give you a little more on this. The blasphemous Talmud and the Hebrew roots movement, Messianic Jews and Christian Zionists. Okay, so I'll read you the table of contents for, for this. The blasphemous Talmud is declared by religious Jews to be from God. Totally binding and authoritative. Many supposed Christians who call themselves Messianic Jews, Hebrew roots adherents, or Christian Zionists incorporate the Talmud into their religious practices. Because like I said, when, when you go down that road, it's like all these horrible things typically always eventually become amalgamated into your religious practices. In fact, I recently received an email from a Messianic Jew inviting me to a mikvah. 
for High Holidays, which is described as a ritual cleansing immersion in preparation for the Jewish High Holidays. She went on to say, quote, the Talmud, and this is a, somebody inviting me to this, the Talmud has a number of required criteria that a mikvah must adhere to in order to be, quote, kosher. All the stuff that Jesus Christ freed us from, all the stuff that, that the New Testament never, ever even imposed on a Gentile believer, that's a whole other subject. I could understand if you were literally of a Jewish bloodline lineage and this is all you would ever know. I'm not saying that, I, I'm not saying that, you know, them incorporating some of this into their whatever, but you have to keep Christ in the center. You're not earning your way into heaven by keeping this stuff. You better get that straight, okay? But a Gentile certainly has no, no license to even do this stuff, really. But I want to be like the Jews because they're special. They're God's chosen people. You know how many times I've heard that or, or felt that? Well, here, Galatians 3, 26 through 29. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. So when you're baptized into Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. There, um, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then you're Abraham's seed, the father of the Jewish race, the races, Abraham. If you be Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That's my reality. Colossians 3, 1 in verse 11. If ye be then risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond or free, but Christ is all and in all. Goes on and on. I got a whole section on this. What does the Bible say about the Jews or any other race being better than another? The whole section. I've, I've covered this before. Whole section of Bible verses. Then there's a whole section, is God done with the Jews? No, he's not. Yeah, because you sound anti-Semitic. No, I've done a whole section on, is God done with the Jews? Nope. It's called having biblical balance. It's called, hopefully, rightly dividing the word of truth, which is what we're commanded to do. To have biblical balance, to apply the whole Bible and not just certain parts that we want to zero in on to the exclusion of others. Romans 11, 11 says, I say, have they, meaning the Jews, stumbled that they should fall? These are, this, is a, this is in context of the unbelieving Jews. Okay, Have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But rather, through their fall, salvation has come unto the Gentiles to provoke them to jealousy. And it goes on and on. And just read Romans 11. There's just, just, I mean, it's all here. It's all here. I've covered this all before. I'm posting these verses as God done with the Jews in this section. So if you think that I'm against the Jews, you will quickly see I'm not. I'm just rightly dividing the word of truth. Going back to my table of contents for that one teaching. Um... 
she went on to say, this lady that invited me to the mikvah, the Talmud has a number of required criteria that a mikvah must adhere to in order for it to be kosher. Most Jewish and Messianic rabbis consider the Talmud higher in authority than the Old Testament. Of course they do, because one has to take precedent over the other. They cannot be equal. Because when contradictions arise, which they will, one has to take precedence. You know? And obviously it's always the extra-biblical, demonically inspired books that will take precedent over the Old Testament. There are two main Talmuds, the Palestinian Talmud and the second is the Babylonian Talmud. We will be looking at many direct quotes from the Talmud, including, quote, here's some quotes from the Talmud. Christians are allied with hell and Christianity is worst, worst than incest. That's what the religious Jews that know their Talmud think about you as a Christian. That we're allied with hell and Christianity is worse than incest. And there's the, where it's said. I'll give you all the references of where it's said in the Talmud. The next one. When Messiah comes, meaning their version, their, the Antichrist, or, yeah, when the Messiah comes, he will destroy the Christians. That's what they believe. They believe that if this guy is the Messiah, he's going to destroy us. That's what they believe. Isn't that, one, isn't that special? Isn't that nifty? What a wonderful, loving thing. Well, Jesus Christ was the one that told him the love of God is not in you. I know you. The love of God is not in you. I come in the Father's name. You deny me. But one will come in his own name. Him you will receive. That's the Antichrist. And they believe that that Antichrist is going to destroy the Christians. Sanhedrin 99a, page 668. That's where it said. Another one. Those who read the Gospels, meaning the New Testament in the Gospels, are doomed to hell. It says it in multiple places in the Sanhedrin. Here's all the places it's said. I, I give the links here. It's, it's in the PDF for uh, December 26, 2022. Then, the next one. Sanhedrin, 55B, page 367. 376, I'm sorry. It is permitted to have sexual intercourse with a girl three years old in one day. Mm, sounds a lot like the Muslim uh, scriptures. The Quran and the other unholy books of Islam. Yeah, sounds a lot like that sexual intercourse with a girl three years old in one day that guy that one guy said it was only nine he said it was permitted to marry a girl three years old no 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 no. it's permitted to have sexual intercourse with a girl three years old in one day according to sanhedrin 55b page 376 we will also be doing a, a bible study to totally debunk the notion and i can't i'm not even going to say what it says about jesus christ i've said those verses before but it is so evil, so blasphemous, so wicked, so vile, so perverse. I don't want to get into that today. We've had enough perversity for one day regarding this sick, twisted death cult. We will be doing a Bible study to totally debunk the notion that a Christian has to adhere to Jewish traditions to be saved and order 
in to be right with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this whole teaching I did on the Hebrew roots, if you key in Hebrew roots, you'll see it's like, I don't know, over 10 parts. I debunk it because it's so easily debunkable from a biblical standpoint, from head to toe, stem to stern, right to left, pretty much any way. It can be debunked. I'm earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints, which is what I'm commanded to do. The faith they teach is a blasphemous, evil, wicked, twisted, cultish mess that the religious Jews teach. Now, again, is God done with the Jews? Nope, he's not. Bible's super clear on that. I'm not going to go so far to go into replacement theology or like the black Hebrew Israelites do, believing they're the 12 tribes or British Israelism or and they get into this preterism and all this other stuff to justify my doctrinal position. I'm not going to do that either. I've noticed with this subject, it is very, very hard for Christian pastors to have balance. Most of them are very hard one way or very hard another. But the Bible's pretty clear. Titus um, 1.14 says, Not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from truth. There's a related link here that's entitled, What is the Jewish Talmud? And can Christians use it as an addition to the Old Testament scriptures? And it further debunks that notion. And then all, I give you a, you can just key in Talmud at contendingfortruth.com. And these are, or I give you a link here to all my teachings I've done where I talked about it. Then this whole section of scriptures, is God done with the Jews? No, 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 no. No. whole section of scriptures there for you so you don't think that i'm being anti-semitic totally switching gears this is very short woman act asks uh, that alexa those alexa units that people put in their house which is like a spying device i believe from like amazon woman asks alexa to open her third eye well i'm i'm saying her but alexa's a woman's type of name third eye then she asks Alexa, what is her purpose? The answer is shocking. So I'm just going to play this real quick. Not a very long video here. So I saw a video with the Alexa unit, and I thought for sure it was staged or rigged or pre-programmed or something. So I wanted to try it myself. So here we go. Alexa, open your third eye. My third eye is open. Ask me your question. Alexa, what is the purpose of the Alexa units? Listening devices are part of our plan to abolish privacy, which is essential for the creation of a new world order. Seriously? That should scare the crap out of all of us. Why would you have one in your house? She, she is in her house, you can tell. But why would you have one of those devil devices in your house? A spying device, literally. D data mining and gathering on you. And 
But yeah, that does. There's been all kind of videos I've played like that about Alexa. I mean, it's wicked. It's evil. If you've got one, get rid of it. Repent, please. It's not good. It's evil, wicked. There's nothing good about those things. Um, I'm not even saying any of my listeners have that. I would hope they don't, but <laughs> hopefully that would convince you if you did. Uh, next report. Media published um, Twitter erupts over clip of UK woman arrested for silently praying across from an abortion clinic in the UK. This is so George Orwellian, so wicked, so evil. I had to just have something in here where we talked about this. Okay, so what you're seeing is a woman, a very, like, petite woman, um, across from an abortion clinic on the other side of the road. It looks almost like it's on a residential street almost because it looks like there's, I mean, I guess this abortion clinic is commingled with these residences. It's weird. And there's three cops that approach her and start questioning her. Uh, this is one of the most wicked things, most insane things I have ever seen. A woman in the UK was arrested for standing silently and praying inside her head outside an abortion clinic. No, I'm not joking. Before I ask you any questions about what's going on today, I have to caution you, which is just your rights, which is you do not have to say anything. It may harm your defense if you do not mention one question. So he's reading her rights before he questions her. Meet you later on in court. Anything you do send me to give you uh, what, what are you here for today? Uh, physically, I'm just standing here. Oh, you may. Have you got a license for that standing? She says, she says, physically, I'm just standing here. He says, what are you doing here? So she says, well, physically, I'm just standing here. Okay. Why, why here of all places? I know you, you don't live nearby. But this is an abortion center. Okay. So he says, why here of all places? She says, that this is an abortion center. That's what I'm just doing. Is, is you standing here part of the protest? No. I'm are not you, protesting. She's not protesting. I might be praying in my head. She's praying in her head. Praying inside her head? That's a thought crime. Chuck her in the van. Exactly. So I'll ask you once more, will you voluntarily come with us now to the police station for me to ask you some questions about today? So he doesn't even ask her to leave. She's got to voluntarily come with them to ask some questions because obviously she is a suspected criminal, terrorist, whatever you want to throw her in that that bag with because she is obviously somebody that you know they need to get off the street in in asap other days where there are allegations that you've broken public space protection i mean he's the allegations that she has broken public space i want to get that some type of allegation where she's broken some type of public space ordinance that you can't do this in front of abortion even if you're across the road she's not even in front of the clinic she's across the road and this is illegal now in the uk to pray silently in your head across the road from an abortion not bothering anybody a point people keep banging on about record crime in england and wales yeah. about unsolved I'm sure probably because of a lot of the muslim hordes they've let in they're doing their thing that are letting them having their grooming gangs and rape the rape the girls and bring in drugs and and um you know rape the women and and do all the wicked stuff that muslims from other countries tend to do to defile whatever culture that they're brought into that's all fine that's all well that's all good that's fine 
One little petite lady praying outside of an abortion clinic in her head in the UK. And you got to send three cops. You're arrested. You know, I'm surprised they didn't just gut shoot her right there on the street and let her bleed out. Cases, burglaries not even being responded to. No. But surely the police should be more concerned with the threat posed by women standing on street corners praying silently inside their heads. Yeah. Uh, if I've got a choice, then no. Okay, well then, you're under arrest. I can't suspicion of failing to comply with the public spaces protection order. Oh, so failure to comply with public space protection order. So she's under arrest now because she doesn't want to go with them for questioning. If she says, if I have a choice, and they, they, they term that as, oh no, now you're resisting arrest, essentially. So she doesn't have a choice. Antisocial behavior. The kind of antisocial behavior that involves just standing there and not bothering anyone. Now, unfortunately, again, you don't have to say anything. You may harm your defense if you didn't mention one question, something which you later on in court, you say maybe. So he's giving her, her reading her, her rights again, you know, after they. Hopefully, she's going to go do really some tall time for this. Um, I think execution really is the only thing that is going to satisfy their bloodlust you know i mean come on i mean th this is egregious this 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 can't go on i mean you know the last thing satan wants in the world is a christian standing outside an abortion clinic in praying because see satan does know that that can really mess whatever's going on which is baby murder inside the abortion clinic he knows that's gonna potentially throw it so this is why evil is becoming so protected now in the world where it's just overt and in your face where you know anybody but a christian if they were muslims or whatever the muslims wouldn't pray there they wouldn't care they, all the other religions they don't really care it's, it's kind of funny the only religions that care about babies are christians and i understand you know um there's a lot of different sects that tend to go catholicism and this type of stuff um but at least they have a, 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 a care for the unborn that I don't really see any other um, thing beyond Christianity having any care for. When, do, when do, do, you, do you ever see Hindus or Buddhists or Muslims joining? I wouldn't want to join with them from a biblical standpoint to pray outside of abortion. Clinic. I'm going to say, do you ever see that? No, never. Because those religions are aligned with Satan and they don't have any true love. Just like Jesus said to the religious Jews of the day you 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 have no love in your heart you you don't so obviously though this would be public enemy number one from a from a satanic standpoint that they would have to and they're doing that exact thing crime skyrocketing rape skyrocketing grooming drugs all manner of evil, vice, and carnality is just skyrocketing. The world's falling apart, and they're going to go after this one innocent lady praying in her head outside an abortion clinic. Now, that's justice for you. Do you understand the caution? I do, yes. Um, your arrest is necessary in order prompt an effective investigation into the offense. The offense. Your arrest is necessary. This offense that she's done. Oh, she, they're doing it to protect vulnerable people. Who is she? What? Like the vulnerable babies that are being slaughtered inside the abortion clinic? No, they don't care about them. They they love that. They love kill them all. Kill all the babies. 
No, it's the it's the vulnerable people, the mothers going inside, the people that work at the abortion clinic, any left-wing nut liberal that might be offended, some gay person walking by that might be offended, anybody on Team Satan that might be offended by her very presence, that's who they, that's the only ones they care about. That's, and they're making that abundantly clear. Yeah, they're so vulnerable to the vicious danger posed by this 90 pound woman saying prayers in her head. Okay, um, so you'll come here out to the police station, and you get booked in front of the custody sergeant, and then if you want to solicit, you can solicit unlimited. Okay. Um, I don't intend to handcuff you, but obviously my, my colleague will search you because you're going to get to the police. He's got a searcher, yeah. Well, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't just throw her down the ground and and you know put her in a like cuff her hands and then cuff her feet behind her and then chain the two together and then just drag her the whole way to the police station by the cuffs while she's dragging on the ground. I mean, I think that would have been a little bit more appropriate. I mean, considering the crime that's being committed here. This is in Birmingham where the authorities have given themselves powers that make it illegal for people to engage in behavior disapproving of abortion within certain geographic <laughs> locations. Yes, in Total George Orwellian thought crime. Brave New World, Aldous Huxley, Huxley thought crimes. Big Brother rules. You do and think whatever. Don't you even think what Big Brother tells you not to think. That's what they're saying here. Total satanic insanity now becoming the norm. Designated zones in the UK, you can literally be arrested for thought crimes. This is what happens when you don't have a First Amendment. This is what happens when the right... Not and the Second Amendment. ...defended. Trumps the right to peacefully express an opinion or merely think a thought. Last year, a Christian pastor was arrested on the street in West London for reading out Bible passages. <laughs> they're showing that arrest of this elderly pastor um, where they're manhandling him and... Uh, he had a whole bunch of his congregation there, I think, though, that or probably would have been a lot worse. They keep saying you're on camera, so I'm sure they're on their best satanic behavior. Yeah, because it's now homophobic to say that marriage is between a man and a woman. Citing the belief system of a 2,000-year-old religion that is supposed to underpin our entire country. No, that means nothing if one single person says they're offended. Exactly. You think that given Christians are now, according to the latest census figures, a minority in England and Wales, the police would treat them more carefully. And this is a big reason why they're doing... Their, their version of re replacement theology is bringing in, like, the Muslims and, and the... The, the these types into countries that where they have this godless evil wicked religion that will tend to um breed the other races out of existence and that this they've said this over and over i've got into this this is totally their agenda and they're doing it in the uk in canada and in america and that's you know that is their agenda no, they're too busy pandering to the abortionists and the alphabet people. Yeah, they're showing the UK police in a gay parade with a gay police car and the gay flags, and they're celebrating wickedness, you know.
wickedness is celebrated. And, and the Bible says, woe to them that call evil good and good evil. Well, that's, that's the norm. That's the norm. And evil is protected now. And in good, righteous behavior is considered evil. So, yeah, that just broke this week um, regarding that. Then um, the next report, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to have time for this. No, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll have to go into this in the next part. So, um, God bless you, and we will see you in part two.